welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theatre in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. She's a space case drag queen who's about to be all over your computer screens. It's Vivica Galactica. Hello. It's so good to see you. How are you? How's life? I am fabulous. I took the M60 bus over here. Amazing. I had cell phone service the entire way and it was wonderful. Did you have any weird encounters with weird people? Um, I was trying to work. Okay. I was that person trying to work on my laptop and there was a lady that like, um, she was trying to sit down and she just pointed at my screen and she looked at me. And then she was like, move it. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, hell okay. no. So I just put my computer away. I was like, I'm not going to be that person. And I just sat down quietly and watched the new trailer to Camp Wani Kiki. Yeah, more just dropped today. Yes, just today on my way over here. I was Amazing. super excited well, about we'll it. we'll talk all about Camp Wani Kiki. We absolutely will. But yeah, it is summer. It is moist and hot out it is the allergies are real so i'm just gonna warn y'all listeners i may cough and sniffle a lot because my allergies are about to kill me (laughs) like it's going to (laughs) be the death of me oh my god it's not fun you'll make it i'll make it i'll survive i'll survive (laughs) well we are going to learn all about you yeah so Let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? I am from Denver, Colorado. Amazing. I was, uh, I, that's where I really learned a lot about who I was. I was born in Nebraska. I moved to Longmont, Colorado, which is a suburb of Boulder, uh, when I was three years old. And I lived there until I was 18 and went off to college at University of Wyoming. Nice. Okay. So are we calling this like the West? Midwest? What what what, what, is, what do we call this This area? is a great question. See, I think that people in this area would probably call it the Midwest, but I truly think that it's the West because it's like right on the Rocky Mountains. It's right in the area. I think that when they think Nebraska, it's Midwest and I can get that. But really where I lived was just south of Nebraska. And so like Wyoming, Colorado, it's all part of the like Old West and everything yeah. like that. It's the frontier. Right. So. And the scenic. Very pretty. Yeah, very pretty. Unlike here. (laughs) I know. I um, I like going to Colorado every time that I see the mountains outside of the windows. I'm like, oh, I'm home because there's this beautiful thing. And the last time I came into um, New York, I didn't sit on the side where I saw all the towers. And so I was like, oh, okay, well... I guess I'm home. Yeah. (laughs) New York City. Look out your window and see your neighbor. Right. Exactly. Okay. So you went to school for what? I went to school for uh, theater performance and, um, of course, theater performance at University of Wyoming. And then um, I ended up transferring and studied studio art and photography. And then I went back into acting and then I just didn't finish school. There you go. Yep. Eight years. Do you regret it? No, because everything that I've done in my life has directed me to who I am today, and it's allowed me to be able to make the decisions that I do now. Amazing. So, you're in school. Was drag an inkling of an idea? No. 
uh, when I was in Wyoming, the first time, uh, the first time that I ever got into drag, <laughs> my roommate, um, was a drag queen and she went by the name of Spooky Delight and now Spooky her name Delight, is, okay. yeah, but now her name is Madison Absaraka and, um, I love her a lot and so like she was doing drag there had been like a lot of hints of drag when I was in Wyoming but I never really took it one of my Halloween costumes was a zombie drag queen okay um so that was I guess technically the first time that I ever been in drag but I but I'm truly a pride baby (coughs) okay so let's talk about it when did drag enter your life um, I would say drag entered my life when I was it was 2016. Um, I had a friend who was a drag queen, and I knew that they did things like benefit shows and stuff like that. And so um, I talked to her uh, into doing a benefit show for me because I was a delegate for Bernie Sanders, um, and that was the same time that I was watching season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race okay. and I had never watched Drag Race before and so like season eight is my season and um yeah that's kind of how drag really made a presence in my life and where was this when this happened Denver 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 Tracks Nightclub let's talk about the Denver drag scene a little bit okay for those <laughs> uninitiated what would you say is the drag aesthetic in Denver um uh, okay, so the drag aesthetic in Denver when I started pre Evie Oddly, mm-hmm. pre Evie Oddly winning Drag Race, let's say, um, was very um, <coughs> top forties oriented. Um, I'm gonna dance around in a leotard, do a death drop, a shablam, and a cooter slam, and bam, that's drag. And I saw that, and I was like, well, can't do that. I guess I can't be a drag queen. Um, but then once I started finding my own group of people and people that I could surround myself with, I really kind of discovered that there was a space for different kinds of drag, like Broadway, because Mm -hmm. I'm that Broadway bitch. Um, but also there's room for alternative drag and they just, and it needed, it just needed a place to a platform. Nice. For those who may not know the Denver scene... What queens should we keep an eye out for? What queens should we keep an eye out for? Always 100% keep an eye out for Evelyn Evermore. She's one of my good Judies. I love her a lot, and I think that she's got a lot of potential, um, and she's got a lot of talent, and she's got a lot of heart. Um, Also, look out for my drag son, uh, uh, Dustin Schlong. He is going through a lot right now. He is uh, going through chemo to get cancer, but he's, uh, like, he's... I've never seen a drag king take this whole idea of, like, people call him Pop-Pop now, because <laughs> he takes this persona of being, like, a dad, and it's hilarious, So I haven't seen any other drag kings take that. So, he's on the rise, especially once he gets back on his feet. Um, Jessica Lahore, obviously, of course. Um, Willow Pill from Denver. Um, oh gosh, there's so many people. Izzy Dead, who took over the competition that I started when I was there. Um... Lots of really great... Oh, of course, my drag moms, Chloe Katz and Kylie Michaels. Um, there's just a lot of good heart and a lot of good people yeah. in Denver. But you left them all to come I, to New York. I did. I did. Let's talk about that transition. Because yeah. it's almost been a year. Almost. Very close. Too. Yep. Uh, I'm at 10 months and like a couple days. What inspired you to come to New York? 
<laughs> truthfully, well, yeah, let's hear truthfully, it. Truthfully, uh, so I had always wanted to live in New York City ever since I was a kid. Um, you know, in Colorado and Wyoming, I was like, ah, oh, someday I will do that. That was my dream to move here. When I, I, I thought I was going to be an actor to move here. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. But um, I ended up getting hit by a car. And, um, I was crossing the street. I was actually, um, getting ready for my <coughs> first and only RuPaul's Drag Race audition a couple years ago. Um, didn't hear anything back from him, by the way. And, um, I was getting something from an Amazon box across the street. And then I had my headphones in my head to the cloud and I was focused on what I was going to do. Cause it was a set of rollers that I was going to attempt to roll with. But I wasn't paying attention. I stepped in front of a car and shablam, I got hit. And, and I you did a shablam. And I <laughs> that was the only time I've done a shablam. <laughs> uh, and then so I got hit by the car. It literally knocked me out of my Birkenstocks. <laughs> and um, I don't remember getting hit. I don't remember the CAT scan, the ambulance ride, the um, MRI, anything, the X-rays. Um, I I woke up because my mom had uh, my mom found out that I was in there, so she rushed down, and she's been getting into essential oils lately and <laughs> she literally when the doctors weren't looking she opened up <coughs> a little bottle of essential oils and um put it in front of my nose and that pulled me out of whatever days i was in oh god and i ended up walking away that night there you go and so i made the decision that i wanted to move to new york city um because i figured after getting hit and getting a second chance at life i was like there's no time for the what ifs or the sub days or the maybe laters you have to live your life how you want to live it right so that's what made me decide to move out here amazing well let's talk about vivica describe vivica in three words vivica in three words is effervescent campy and brash all right let's talk about the origin story of the drag name of persona the origin story of Vivica is I was watching So You Think You Can Dance when I moved from Laramie to Greeley. I was by myself doing laundry. I was the only person watching it on this huge TV. And I saw the name Vivi on the bottom corner. It was the name of the artist. And I loved it. And then when I started doing drag, I uh, was a big fan of like cosplay and Comic-Cons and everything like that. And, and I'm obviously a plus-size queen. And so I was like, what can I do that's like spacey? comic-y and I was like oh my gosh Galactica and then I was like how can I do Vivi and Galactica and Vivica Galactica just rolled off the tongue and that's how there I got go. my name nice yes. how long does it take to transform into Vivica how long does it take to transform into Vivica um uh and now it takes me about I can do a pretty solid hour in about an hour I can probably I can do a solid face in like an hour, hour and 15. Um, and then it probably takes me about um, 20 to 30 minutes to get into body, depending on how many pads and tights I'm wearing and stuff like that. That's fair. Do you have any traditions yeah. that you have when you get ready? Sugar-free Red Bull. Um, that, like, always, like, I feel weird if I don't have a sugar-free Red Bull. I'm going to have to figure out something else to do because I soon I'm not going to have well, to have bubbles. Um, and I love listening to podcasts, uh, obviously Block Talk. There you go. Um, and I love listening to, um, uh, The Tea from Chicago, um, with T-Rex and, uh, Lucky Stiff. And I also love listening to, um, Straight Talk with Ross Myers. <coughs> Those are some good podcasts. Yeah, Thanks for great. including me in that, in that illustrious course. list. Yeah. 
What are your favorite makeup products that you use? My makeup. Uh, now listen, listen, companies. This is your chance to sponsor Vivica. Yes, I'm growing. I'm gonna be big. I'm gonna be a big name drag queen. I'm famous. Um, I of course I love Krylon. Um, for my face, Krylon is wonderful and um, paint stick or Vitacolor. Paint stick. Okay. okay. I love paint stick. I've been getting used to it. Um, I've I've brightened up my face a little bit in terms of the highlighter and sure. where I put my highlight, and I'm a big fan of like everything that it's been doing for my face. But yeah, paint stick. Um, I am a big fan of Morphe. Um, I like the Morphe um, James Charles palette because it kind of has every color that I want. Yeah. I'm dying to get the new Jawbreaker palette from Jeffree Star, though. I know that he's problematic, but, like, the pastels that he has in mm -hmm. that are great. So, if any of you guys know of any, like, pastel blues or purples... I mean, I do have a Jawbreaker palette in my apartment right mm, now because yes. I um, made a Rage purchase, a Blackout Rage purchase, yes. that I thought was smart at the moment. But, right. um, yeah, probably not the best, but, yeah, it's in my apartment. <laughs> I'm not opening it. I'm not opening it because it'll probably go to someone eventually. But yeah, that's on my part right now. Oh, uh, great. Oops. <laughs> but the colors are amazing. And honestly, like the products that he uses or that, that Jeffrey makes are great. Yeah. Who are some of your inspirations in drag? Oh my goodness. Um, I would say growing up, my drag mom, Kylie Michaels, definitely was one of my hugest inspirations. Um, she really um, has a great heart and uh, she's a leader in the community in Denver. And um, she, her drag grandma always said drag is 20% on stage and 80% off stage. And I have always tried to live with that my entire career as a drag queen I like to that. always remember that yeah and it's true if you think about it um there there are a lot of queens who need to adhere to that advice yes i couldn't agree more with that it, all across the country yeah it's 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 sad to just see the kind of people that some of these queens are off the stage that like talent right. talentless, whatever that there can be such attitude and drama yes. and evenness behind the scenes that really affects a lot of people like, yeah there are people i'll be real that I won't book because I just don't like the kind of human they are when they're Absolutely. off that stage. Yeah. I don't care how fucking talented you are. If you're not a decent person, I can't work with you. Yeah. Because it's drag is a celebration. It is. It is a celebration of queer art and it's self-expression and it's awesome. Um, speaking of self-expression, uh, Evie Oddly, um, before she was on Drag Race, <laughs> Evie Oddly <coughs> has always been such a big and very vital person in my drag career because um, if I ever wanted to be booked in her show, she would have conversations with me and be like, what are your ideas? How are you going to pull it out extra? What are you going to do um, to set yourself apart? Um, and when I had Weirdo, you know, she was one of my Mucks of the Month winners. She didn't win the first time she made it to the finale. And just, like, seeing her drive and her always, her just self-expression was wonderful. Yeah. And so now to see her on Drag Race has been great. Um, but other than that, um, Ginger Minj, who was also my drag mom, um, is a huge inspiration to me. And so is, obviously, Sasha Velour. Um, and, um, outside of everything, I would say Lady Bunny is great because she's a community leader. Absolutely. And, um, Bianca Del Rio. Nice. That's yeah. a good list. Yeah. So you said your first gig was 
technically your the benefit that you did. Yes, it was at Little Devils in Denver, and it was wonderful. What was the first perf- song you performed? So the first uh, song that I ever did uh, was um, Don't Rain in My Parade. Naturally. Of course, the funny girl version. Um, <coughs> and I also did a... Um, a duet to take me or leave me naturally i was joanne with um my at the time drag mom i don't claim her as my drag mom anymore but um she definitely helped me get started in drag and i really appreciate that amazing mm-hmm. you recently competed in the ultimate drag pageant i did do the ultimate drag pageant what was the experience like the experience was phenomenal because I got to meet so many wonderful queens and it allowed me to be able to pull in a group of sisters that I know that I can always like reach out to um, and communicate with. I still talk to a couple of them on a regular basis and I just know that we're a good solid group of girls. What was the biggest takeaway for you from the competition? Um... The biggest takeaway for me is that I am capable of becoming the drag queen that I want to be, and um, UDP really pushed me to see that, especially when I would watch videos of myself, Um, and it just makes me want to keep pushing and um, keep creating new things and not get lazy, because in UDP, you had to push consistently to create new ideas, and so I was always thinking and moving and pushing myself. Yeah, and it's it's nonstop, go, 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 and... I mean, even girls who've done Iconic, like, you can see that once the season was over, they were maybe a little burnt out or whatever, but... Right. They become a little lax. Yes, it's true. The competitions are good. Yep. I know we shouldn't live in regret, but is there a week that you wish you could have done over? Absolutely. Um, gosh, I, I wish that I could have redone... There's a couple of them. I would say that I, I wish I could have redone my first week, um, because although it was a great number, it wasn't really a way for the audience to get to know me. It was sneak peek of Vivica, but um, I wish I could have created a like signature Vivica Galactica number. <coughs> Maybe right. I'm gonna have to do that now. Maybe we'll make a signature Vivica Galactica number. There's still time. Who's it's stopping you now? Right. What New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with is on your dream list? And I'm sure you have, like, 12 pages of... Oh, no, I have so many. Um, I would say... Okay, I'm gonna pull the same thing as Kiki, Sasha Velour, definitely. (laughs) Um, but also, I would love to work with, um, Horachata. Um, I have, like, been around her, and she was a judge at, um, something that I did, but I think Horachata's great. She's a great icon in the uh, Brooklyn community. Um, and then... Uh, honestly, like, I would love to work with Holly Day more. Um, I think that she's great on the microphone, and um, I am so inspired by everything that they do at Queen on Thursday Nights at yeah. Industry. Yeah, that's a good show. Mm-hmm. If you could create any show at any venue, what would it be called, and what would we see? Um, I am, I'm already having it. It's my dream to create this around my year mark of living in New York City, and I... Um, it's heavily inspired by Sasha Velour and Nightgowns. It's going to be called... That's right there at the tip of my tongue. I can't... Um, verbal Altercations. Okay. And it's going to be a drag show that's going to be set in a theatrical setting. So not at a bar. 
Um, it's going to be in a theater space, probably a smaller space in like Soho or the Lower East Side. And it's going to be a drag show that's going to be themed every month. And it is going to um, feature <coughs> all kinds of drag, but there's not going to be any lip syncing involved. Okay. Nero, not a zilch. Because drag queens are so talented at so many different other parts in their life that... A lot of times we don't get to see it because audiences only want to see lip syncing to top 40 Ariana Grande numbers in Cooter Slams. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so I want to be able to... Yeah, right. (laughs) (coughs) So I would love to be able to put drag in a theatrical setting and make people sit down and watch and see the talents that drag queens have that aren't just lip syncing to other people's words. Nice. Well, I'm sure you can't say too much... For those who are living under a rock, you are a part of the season two cast of Camp One Kiki. I am! Bow, 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 bow. For those who may not know about the show, uh, tell us about it. Yeah. Um, so Camp One Kiki is Hamburger Mary's answer to uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and Dracula. It is for campy queens. Uh, essentially what it is is you take... Um, you take a bunch of drag kings and queens and you put them in a summer camp setting and then you film it. And then at the end of the day, you have a talent show, which is a themed runway. Amazing. Yeah. And it's funny. It's campy. It shows personality and it steers away from drama, which is really great. But we love drama. We love drama, but a lot I of mean, times the drama can pull people apart. Sure. I mean, I, I will say there were, there was some drama last season with some of the decisions that were made. Of course. But that's reality TV. Right. We love it. We'll so, see what happens well, this well, season. I mean, I loved that as the centerpiece of the drama. Right. Not like people yes. tearing each other down. Exactly. Right. We... Let me get mad at the judges and not the queens. Right. I couldn't agree more with that. Why was it important for you to be on Camp on Kiki? For me, to be on Camp Kiki, it was important to be able to show that it's possible to be weird and plus size and, um, yeah, to, to be weird and plus size on TV and, um, be celebrated for it. You know, there's not, there's always that token fat girl on Drag Race, um, and there really haven't been <coughs> a lot of big girls on Dragula, and so... No. To see, no, there really haven't. No. Well, um, and if they are, they're... So unique, or well, it's well, like Ursula, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, and Meatball, and Meatball, right? And they were among the first to go in their seasons. Yeah. So, like, there's, it's uh, for me, it was important to be on because I wanted to show any other kind of campers that you don't have to do shablams or cooter slams to be funny or to be seen or to do drag. You know, you can be yourself. You can have your own personality. Um, and you can be celebrated for it. Yeah. Now, I, as everyone knows, I am a huge reality TV fan. Yeah. Like, I want to be on Big Brother. I'm, I'm of course. I'm audition for we're Survivor. We're putting it into the universe. It's I'm auditioning happen. for Survivor, which sounds like the stupidest idea in the world, but we're going to try that one. <laughs> um, how was it having cameras around, and how long did it take you to adjust to it? It was so surreal. Um... They, so the first day that we got there, they kind of started it (coughs) small, um, and then once it kind of amped up, um, this season, they really, they doubled the amount of, um, crew that they had, and so the quality is going to be much better, and, um, our camera people, um, Beto and Bailey were wonderful, um, 
Um, but it was just, it's so crazy to see, like, we had our lives in front of camera and behind camera, um, and eventually it just kind of molded all together into one. Now, again, you can't really give us too many spoilers, but is, is, were the, was it Camp Wanakai Kai at all, ever? Um... Or is that for a future season? <laughs> I, it, maybe for a future season. Okay, maybe okay. something like that will come out okay. on All Stars if there is a Camp uh, Kiki All Stars. Well, because, again, we don't want to give any spoilers. Of I course. want to let you talk about some of your castmates yes. by giving your first impressions. Okay, great. So, again, let's start. We'll go in alphabetical order. Okay. Barbara Wire. Barbara Wire. The Barbara Wire um, from LA is wonderful. She's funny and I adore her. And um, she is, uh, she should be an improv actor because she is so good at just choosing one thing and going with it and making it. Like one of the best moments from the entire season was um, uh, hope, it's something that you'll see later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, next up is the great name, Boris to Death. Boris to Death easily became one of my, uh, best friends very quickly at camp. He is our zaddy and I couldn't love him anymore. Um, and I'm so glad that he is the first drag king to ever be on a drag reality show. There we go. YouTube. Progress. I'm not even going to attempt the last name, but Carly. Carly... Exactly. I no, can't, I, I, I can't do no, it. No, I had to practice this multiple times. I watched the video four times before you right. got here, and I was like, I still can't I get still it. I still can't do it. Uh, it's like <sighs> unanimclight. There you go. Let's I think that. that's the closest thing. I think that's thing. close. I think it's close. Yeah. Um, uh, Carly is great. Um, Carly and I had a lot of really wonderful moments during the season, and I can't wait for you to be able to watch it. And um, she really is a star, and I wish I could dance as good as her, like dances nice next up claire apparently claire apparently ah my sister from portland uh i got together a lot a lot very well with her um her makeup is incredible and wonderful and really inspires me and um to know that um she is the first trans man to do femme drag on a national television it, well, on television, whatever, is really exciting. And it's, um, there are so many people that do femme drag that um, are trans that it's just so great to see them yeah. in that light. Next up, Coco Jim Holiday. Coco Jim Holiday, my Colorado sister. Uh, love her to death. And um, she is not afraid to say what she's feeling and make sure that um, you understand her perspective. Nice. Nice. Next, Debbie Fox. Debbie Fox. She uh, was right next to me in my bunk, and I love her with all of my heart, and I can't wait to go see her in Colorado, uh, or in Chicago, in Chicago, Um, and um, she's definitely the prettiest, like, natural, natural woman I've ever met in my entire life. Next, we have Diana Fire. Diana Fire. That, Not to be confused with former New York queen Diana Carfire. Who is now in Wyoming, of all places. Is she really? Yes. What happened She's to in Casper. I don't know. I don't know. I can't Anyway, Diana Fire, uh, badass bearded queen. Love her so much. Um, she does all of her own merch. She draws everything. Uh, and she she's just like a super talented all-around queen. And I'm excited for the world to know her. Nice. Next, Ivana. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Ivana! Uh, I have been able to see her. She's very pretty, and she's got a heart of gold, and I love her with all my heart. Amazing. Miss Kitty Litter. Miss Kitty Litter. So, Miss Kitty Litter was the first. Uh, so, I had met Coco, obviously, in Colorado, but when I when we were getting picked up from the airport in Chicago, um, I was in the shuttle with her. And so, um, uh, fucking Spitfire, like... I'm so excited for the world to meet Miss Kitty Litter because they have no idea what they're getting. Amazing. Paris. Um, When Paris got cast, I was like, why is she here? But then her um, fucking cheerleading is incredible. And that is her version of camp. And um, after getting to know her and work with her, especially like after camp and everything, um, she was one of the most deserving queens to be on there is because cheerleading is just as important part of camp as comedy or anything and she's incredible and finally Tora Hyman Tora Hyman my um minge sister uh I she was definitely um she was what's the word when I went there I viewed her as my biggest competition because she was the other fat white bitch and um how can we like how is it gonna go down what was gonna happen yeah and we'll, well see. we will see because season two will be released on August 7th. August 7th! And it's bah, 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 bah. weekly. Weekly, yes. I know they premiere it at, at Hamburger Mary's first, then we get it on the internet yes, a little bit. which is ex- one thing that's exciting. Um, TBA, uh, I am trying to do a viewing party Cute. somewhere. Yeah. Um, we have a couple um, things in the works, which I'm excited about, but um, I'm trying to do a viewing party with Lady Berica from The Nobodies. And um, uh, we might be able to have it on <coughs> a Monday or a Tuesday. Amazing. Which is exciting. exciting. So keep an eye out for it. All right. We're going to play this or that. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you two options. You tell me this or that. Got it. Left or right? Right. In or out? Out. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Early worm or night owl? Night owl. Fight or flight? Fight. Taco Bell or Chipotle? Chipotle. Pizza or burger? Burger. Rock or country? Rock. Play or musical? Musical. M- mountains or beach? I said that. Yeah, um, said that right I would say, ooh, beach. Rich and single or partnered and poor? Partnered and poor. New York or Denver? New York. Whoa, I was not expecting that answer. Okay. Denver girls, don't get mad. <laughs> no, I went back to Denver. Oh, are we done? Sorry. Well, no, no, that's, that's it. That was for it. Um, for this and that, I went back to Denver three months after I was there, and um, I um, I was so I went back to Denver after three months, and I went back to Denver after nine months, and I um went back, and I loved seeing all my girls, and I miss them so much. But I am becoming the Vivica that I was meant to be out here, and I feel like I was stalling in Denver, and um. I think that being uncomfortable out here um, has forced me to become the best Spencer and Vivica that I can be, and I still have so much more to grow because yeah. I'm nowhere near being comfortable. And I got lazy when I was in Denver. And a lot of people in Denver, um, after I went back, um, told me that they were like, we didn't think you were going to make it. And here I am, almost a year in, yeah. and I'm doing it. I mean, there, there are, I have a couple of friends who are almost on their year anniversary who have returned to their home and the people there are like, yeah, the growth is insane. New York does something to people. It does. It forces you 
to stay active. Yes. Because there are other people who will take your spot if you're not absolutely. And it's not necessarily a cutthroat thing. It's just a way the world works because yep. there are so many. Yep. Yep. But that's part of the game. It's true. I want to talk about um, your signature number. Let's go behind the music. Oh, gosh. What is your signature number and how did it become your big number? Um, okay, I would say that my signature number is I Am Changing from Dreamgirls, um, followed shortly by Don't Rain In My Parade. Don't Rain In My Parade, obviously, because I uh, was one of the first things that I did, and I get better at it every time that I do it. But I Am Changing, um, when I started drag, I started drag because of many reasons, but, um, I ended up becoming... Like, I'm here. Sorry. I'm here becoming the best person that I can be, and I am changing, um, especially the Jennifer Hudson version, just is has such a heart. There's such a room yeah. for... Um, there's so much passion in it, and there's room for a reveal, and um, every time that I do it, I just feel it more and more and more because I really am changing, and, you know, my life is about change, and I thought coming to New York, I would... Um, you know, change, but there's still so much more change to happen. Absolutely. So that's kind of my signature number. Where do you find your inspiration for when you create mixes or pick your numbers? Um, I I would say comedy and musical theater specifically. Um, I want to be, I really want to be known as a storytelling queen, and so I think that's one of the reasons why I want to step away from lip syncing at some point. Um, because I, like, I, that's it. I want to tell stories with everything that I want to do. That's my main inspiration. And so, um, if I can use a top 40 song or if I can use a comedy set or if I can use, um, a movie quote, you know, like those are all ways that I can help tell that story. Yeah. So that's what I seek. What most requested number of yours do you wish people would stop requesting? Everyone's, every queen's got one. Um, <laughs> no, they do. <laughs> no, I know they do. I'm trying to think. Um, Some don't want to admit it. <laughs> I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think I've gotten to that point yet. I can't think of something that I get tired of people asking me to do. That's good. Yeah. Are you ready to play tea time? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh oh. Sure. Let's do it. Are you ready? Are yeah. you sure? I'm, I'm ready. to give you some names of friends, sister, peers, people you hate, people you love. Who knows? Oh, goodness. We'll see. <laughs> but we, we've talked about this queen already, and how can I not ask you? I want some tea on Evie Oddly. On Evie Oddly. Um, I love her. Um, Evie Oddly is very well endowed. I have pictures <laughs> of my phone of be- watching her untuck, uh, and it has always been a really funny memory that I will always have. Um, and she is not afraid to make her voice known. And um, I think we all saw it happen Yeah, was, was that the authentic Evie that you know? Yeah. Um, that makes me happy no, to know that's a real person. Yeah, no, so I was in a competition. Um, uh, the Ultimate Queen is what it was called. And um, she was a judge consistently for it. And she would call you out. She'd be like, I expect more from you. Um, the first thing that I ever wore in front of her, I had a blue face and I had an outfit that I thought it looked great. And she was like, no, bitch, it looks like it's <laughs> too much off the rack. And I was like, Ooh. oh, wow, okay. And so that's kind of how everything started. And that's why she's always been one of the biggest driving forces for Vivica to be 
Vivica. Yeah, could you imagine me saying that to a queen in a <laughs> competition? Like, Vivica Block's an asshole! Oh my god. That's why I have to try to be nice sometimes. Sometimes. <sighs> sometimes. Keyword. <laughs> Next up is Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho! I just spent uh, the past couple days in Asbury Park with Heidi Ho, and it was fucking awesome. Um, she's got a great heart, even when she wears box braids. Um, <laughs> and I really want to work with her more. I, uh, we're talking about working on, um, we're talking about working on a, a show together, maybe. So Incredible. From mother to daughter, Aria Derchi. Aria Derchi. Um, I will never look at a picnic basket or Cheetos the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Um, someone did in the fan corner, um, said, if she talks about Basketgate, I will scream. <laughs> well, there it is. Um, no, um, but that being said, Aria Derchi is one of those queens that, um, I look up to a lot. Uh, her mixes are phenomenal. She is so smart and she's so theatrical in everything yes. that she does. And I admire her a lot. Um, and I think, uh, I, I got a little butthurt from the whole situation and, um, but we fixed, we fixed any of the stuff that we had and, um, I, I actually do adore her and yeah. I'm so grateful for her in she's, my life. She's fun. She's teaching me the Sims 4. Yes! Next up is Kiki Ball Change. Kiki Ball Change! She is a true sister. Um, we text a lot and we talk a lot about um, our issues and everything that we're going through and um, I... Uh, adore her. Like, I connect with her a lot as Spencer and as Vivica, um, and I'm really proud of her. Yeah, she's wonderful. She is. Next, Boyish Charm. Oh, Boyish. Um, I think that Boyish uh, could very possibly be, like, the next to Aquaria for lots of different reasons, and I'm excited for New York to watch Boyish grow, and I think that she has a lot of potential, and I can't wait to see what she does. I agree. I agree. Someone else who has a lot of potential... Tina Twirler. Tina Twirler! Oh my god! She's a Davenport baby! She is. Um, oh gosh, I love her so much. Um, her legs, she is a very sexy man, and um, <laughs> watching her um, kind of... So she was with She Need a Gig. I don't know how much working they're working together right now still, but... Um, you know, Shanita was supposed to do the competition with Tina, and then Shanita dropped out the day that everything started, and I remember Tina was, like, she looked like a deer in a headlight. She had no idea what she was doing, um, but she we got her to stay in the competition and pour, forced through, and the growth that she made in there, and then the growth that she took everywhere else in the city for all the shows yeah. have been fucking incredible, and I'm so yeah. proud of her. She's on my wish list for season three of Iconic. Yes. Just saying. Just putting that in the universe. Do it. Do Next, it. Annabelle Banana. Beautiful, gorgeous Brooklyn babe. She's like the ideal Brooklyn babe. Like, yeah. I love her. And she, her art, and she pours herself into every number that she does. And it's yeah, wonderful. she's one who I follow, like, we chat on uh, Instagram occasionally, I follow her. I've never seen her perform yet. She's great. You need yeah. to. She's, she, not, like, she's another one who she like, pours a lot of herself iconic, into it. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited. Like there, there are so many queens in the city that I was like, I know everybody. Then I saw the list for the next season of UDP. I was like, yep. I know nobody. <laughs> but that's, right. that's the, how the game works. Yes. Like, there is a new queen 
probably being born right this minute. Yep. Probably after a queen had sex with him, and yep. then look, now you're my drag uh, baby. Yep, there it is. Because that happens Absolutely. way too often. <laughs> it sure does. Next up is someone you st- shared the stage with a couple times, Ari Kiki. Ari Kiki. Um, Ari Kiki is... <sighs> The queen that makes me feel like Vivica can always keep growing, and um, she knowing that she's an icon in New York City makes me so happy. Especially when people like Bianca Del Rio and everybody talk about her. You know, yeah. she's she's there in it. She's in it for the community, and um, when you get the pleasure to watch her perform, that's great. But um, Ari Kiki is an amazing representation of the idea that drag is twenty percent on stage and eighty percent off. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's a she's a hustler. She is. Next is someone else who's a big hustler, Gina Tonic. Gina Tonic. Oh my goodness. Gina Tonic was one of those people that I met on social media before uh-huh. I ever moved out here. Um and it's crazy how you have those friends. Like for me it's Luca Ghost, Gina Tonic and stuff like that. And um Gina Tonic, while uh Gina Tonic is a lot like gin. People <laughs> love gin or people hate gin. Um and um for those who love the taste of juniper um, it is great, and I really like Gina. Um, we've had a lot of great conversations, and um, I'm excited to keep getting to know her. Is that her drag daughter, Juniper? <laughs> I don't, that would be a really good drag Gina, name. there you go. Go find someone. <laughs> I know you're always on uh, Grinder. Find, find yeah. Juniper. <laughs> we are in Queens. We She's here Queens. somewhere. Somewhere. Now, someone who arrived around the same time as you and has the same initials, uh, Vivian, Vivian Gabor. Gabor. Um, Vivian Gabor, I met the same time that I met, um, Gina, they both stayed at my house in Denver on Vivian's big tour out here. Yeah. Um, Vivian Gabor has come through for me in some really clutch moments, and, um, I know that she is everybody's favorite social justice warrior, but the thing about Vivian is that if you take the time to be able to get to know her, um, beyond Facebook or Instagram or anything, you will realize that Vivian really is a good person, and, um, she's an amazing performer and she really does have a good heart. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple of amazing numbers from her. Yeah. And so I just think that you should get the time to get to know Vivian as well as Gina. And then yeah. you'll find out why um I choose to conceal still say that I'm friends with them. Yeah, there you go. Next, Coco Taylor. Coco Taylor. Um I co so I came out to New York City <coughs> and um I performed two years before I moved out here and I met her doing Drag Wars once, and um, she will always... It was her and Felicia and um, uh, Vitani the Goddess and Egypt and uh, Katrina uh, Lovelace. And so, like, those were always going to be, like, my first New York City sisters because I always stayed in touch with them. But um, I love Coco. I think that Coco is another queen that is a big inspiration in New York City for me because she's a hustler, she's a musical theater queen, and she's made great mixes. Yeah, she's good. She ruined drag. She ruined drag. She fucked up drag with a three-minute drag mix. Like, fuck off. Yep. God damn it, Coco Taylor. I saw her do it last night. Hate it. Bitch. Hate her. Hate her. Next up, Celador. Celador! Um, I love Celador. Um, I Celador is another one of those queens that I find very attractive outside of drag. Uh oh. Um, and also Uh-oh, Tyler, I felt really bad because um, I wasn't even drunk, but I accidentally 
Um, we were at Miss West Village together, oh and she was sitting, I was sitting on a block, she was sitting right below me, and I spilled an entire, like, a person put their cocktail down, and I knocked it over, and it went right onto her, like, sweater that she was wearing, and it oh, was this no. cute fashion sweater, and it got it soaking wet, and then she was moody the rest of the night, and I felt really bad, because... <laughs> I hated spilling drinks. And then I also spilled another beer later on that night. And I wasn't even drunk because I was too bored to buy alcohol at Rock Bar. So um, I just felt s- such a fool that God, night. there was so much drama in Miss West Village. <laughs> there there was. On stage. I feel like someone should make a podcast about Miss West do Village. It. I'm going to do it. I have to. I have to. <laughs> All right. Next up. I, had a, I, I wasn't sure which order I was going to go with this, but we're going to go in alphabetical order. Let's start off with Edie James. Edie James, she is my sis. She's my roommate. And um, if it wasn't for Edie, I would not be in a place where I'm at right now. And I love her with all my heart. And being able to celebrate my birthday with her, or her birthday <laughs> last night, um, was wonderful. Yeah, I'm sad I didn't get to go, but I had my own show, so. I hear you. It was how life works sometimes. Yep, it's true. And finally... The person that everyone says I look like, Wendy Waxwood. You do look like Wendy Waxwood. Oh my god! Um, and again, uh, no. Listen, the, people. You... This is why I don't have to ever do drag because we know what I look like in drag. This Done. is true. No, you guys, you guys do look like you could be related. It's so funny. Um, uh, Wendy Waxwood is my best friend in and out of drag. Um. Boris has a drag partner in Kansas City, and when Boris started using that name, I realized that, oh my god, that's what Wendy is to me. Um, Boris, er, (laughs) Wendy is my drag partner, and um, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't feel like I have a family in New York, and I'm so grateful for her, and um, she's my best friend. Yeah, she's fabulous. She really, really is. She loves making fun of me all the time. She does. She loves making fun of me all the time, too. All she has to do is look at me and say, where are your twinks? And I'll be like, I hate you. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Oh, Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Oh, I'm surprised Sarah wasn't here when we got here today. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Well, why is drag important to the community? Um, Drag is important to the queer community because drag have become leaders within the queer community. And when I started drag, um, uh, was the same. So fun fact, I started drag the same night that the pole shooting happened. And so, um, then there was the candlelight vigils all over the world. And then for us in Denver, it was pride. And for me, um, the leaders that were in the community that whole week were drag queens and yeah. that's what made me do keep doing drag was the community aspect of it. Um, so drag queens are the leaders of the community and they're some of the people to look for to figure out what to happen, what to do next, yeah. which is why people like RuPaul have such a vital, vital opinion in our community, regardless of whether it's antiquated or not. Um, it's because when people want to look for a leader, the drag queens are always there. Sure. How important is social media in the drag scene today? Oh, that was a big eye roll. You didn't see that, but that was a big eye roll. It's very important, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I think all of us are. I I hate when there are queens who have 10,000, you know, Instagram followers that they pay for, um, and then, like, being the butt of their bots, like, following you and then unfollowing you, and 
you know, commenting something. Yeah, great, it's a comment, but it doesn't have anything to do with what you posted. But, like, um, I love it. it's not genuine. Right, it's not genuine. And uh, for me, if there's anything that I know is that I want to have the legacy of being, having heart, and I want to be genuine. And it's hard to have that. So that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to start a podcast is because I think that it'll allow for social media, it'll allow, and it will allow me to be able to be genuine and people can hear that. Love it. With so many types of drag... How can we celebrate all styles of the art form in the mindset of all drag matters? Um, <clears throat> all drag matters. All drag is valid. Not all drag is good. And a lot of people probably wouldn't say that my drag is good. Uh, for some numbers. You know, I think that times people get lazy. Um, I mean, and drag is an art form. Everyone has right. a different kind of taste. It's true. And also, I think that drag is... Um, repeat the question one more time. With the mindset of... Uh, with so many types of drag, how can we celebrate all styles of the art form in the mindset of all drag matters? Giving all of those drag representation and the ability to perform. Yeah. And giving them a platform. Um, and that's what's very important. When I had Weirdo in Denver, that's what I wanted to do. All drag was welcome, and it became known as an all-drag place. And yeah. it, it wasn't all art, all alt or spooky drag queens. There were so many different kinds of performances. Yeah. It just and had that, to be like, off. Even for me, box. when we cast Iconic, like it needs to be... Yeah. A spectrum from Zalika to Megami right. to Seraphim to, to Audrey. Like, there's yeah. we had everything. We yeah, ha- we gave you a full palette, a full plate of the styles uh-huh. of drag. And I think, even looking at what our finalists were, we had a variety, right? And that was what I think makes all these competitions so important. Is yeah, having an audience sit there and not only see what they want to see but what they should also see. I couldn't agree more with that. More specifically, I really want to see more genderqueer performers, and I really want to see... Uh, Brooklyn's full of them, which is great, but I really want to see Manhattan get hit with a wave of more drag kings and androgynous performers. Yep. Um, and, like, I, there are some great drag kings that have legacies here, but I want to see more. Now, Camp on a Kiki is doing something great. They have a drag king on the show. Yes. We, unfortunately, fortunately, whatever, however you want to look at it, Drag Race is the the be-all, end-all of drag for the people outside of the community. Do you think it's going to take a drag king on that show for an audience going to a bar in Manhattan to accept a drag king on that stage? In Manhattan, in Hell's Kitchen, probably. And that's sad, right? Which is very sad. It's very frustrating because... Um, uh, <laughs> like it's very frustrating because queer women or people who perform to represent as masculine um, are a very important part of their community and a lot of times they're the backbone of our community yeah. and um, they have every right to be able to be on the stage as we do yeah. and um, I just hate how opinionated a lot of you know queer people can be and it's really frustrating yeah but yes, I do ultimately think that they would have to be in Drag Race even to do that. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Camp One Kiki. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens with Dragula. You know, rumor is, nothing has been confirmed, but rumor is that Landon Sider is on Dragula, which is a huge fucking deal. Um, it's a huge fucking deal that Boris is on Camp One Kiki. Yeah. And it's going to create a precedence. Yeah. And, you know, being a person that was in a reality situation with that... Um, 
there were no holes to be filled. I mean, with Boris, there was plenty of holes to be filled. Ah! Trust me. But, um, like, there wasn't anything lacking. Everything that Boris brought um, was as good, if not better, than a lot of the other things that people brought for Amazing. Shows. Well, it's, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. What is one personal fact about you that the fans wouldn't know? I played football all four years of high school. What position? I played defensive tackle and offensive tackle. Okay. Naturally, you got it. I got it. What number were you? 72. 72. There you go. If you could eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be shrimp fettuccine. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not not a shrimp person, so I'll take the fettuccine part. Yeah, work deal. But, okay, pasta shrimp. and fit like pasta and shrimp are okay. like. All right, all right. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here deal. for it. What are your current jams, and what music should the listeners be listening to? Oh gosh, um, my summer jam 100 is Todrick's new album. I honestly love it. Um, I like some of it. Nails, hair, hips, heels, A plus. Chapstick, A plus. I like boys. I like B. boys. Is up there. Anything um, else? I'm like, um, not feeling it yet. Not um, feeling it yet. What's the first song that's on the album? I really like the first song on the album. Um, attention. I really like Attention. I, I like that song a lot. Um, I have uh, also um, Dancing on My Own just is a song that is a near and dear to my heart right now. Um, I'm also listening... Uh, okay, what I'm listening to right now is a lot of... Mama Cass Elliot. Oh. And um, it's because I want to create... I, I, last year, one of the first times that I met you um, was at the Lori Beachman, and I saw Sissy Walken do mm-hmm. um, her Amy Winehouse show, and it really inspired me to do a Cass Elliot show. There you go. That could be fun. So that's what I've been listening to a lot, too. And musicals. Um... Um, the musical that I've been listening to ever since I moved here for the past 10 months is In the Heights. Okay. Especially because they live in Inwood. Yeah. And so, like, every time that in I'm on the A-train. Inwood, the Heights. Yep, exactly. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who is it? Wendy. Wendy? Wendy. Wendy? Of course. Okay, who's doing the, uh, height stuff? Who's doing the height stuff? Um, uh, uh, me. Who's me. doing the weird eat food eating? Oh, her. Um, what else? What else? Who, who, who's the one who can drive, um, a manual car? Me. Okay. Alright. We're, we're both from, like, she's from New Mexico, I'm from Denver, I'm from Colorado and Wyoming, so, like, we both know how to drive a manual car, so that won't be a problem. Alright. Um, but yeah. Alright, well, get that audition tape ready. Yeah, you better. Are you ready for the Pop 5 Rapid Fire? (sighs) Yes. Alright, let's start off. First, whatever, word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about for each one. Okay. Starting off, no spoilers, Stranger Things Season 3. Stranger Things finished it okay. within um, 48 hours. Fucking great. Okay. Um, so campy, so cheesy, amazing. I'm, I love I, it. I think I'm, I think I'm going to watch it this week. I'm like, I, I just it. finished Instant Hotel Season 2, uh, and I'm ready for... Okay, the hot the hot son, Justin. So fucking gorgeous. He's my backup Australian husband. Got naked? Like, who, wait, who's uh, your first I one? I know... My friend, my, my friend Tom, who was in town last week, uh, oh. um, I've told him if he needs to a green card to move here, I'd gladly marry him, and he's um, jokingly, but also not jokingly, said maybe. I feel like it would be better for you to become an Australian citizen at this point. 
honestly get me out of this fucking place. <laughs> Let me go to Koopa PD. There's a no. I, <laughs> pass. Never mind. No. All those flies, bitch. Oh no. Um, no. <laughs> um, no. I, I'll give me the Sunshine Coast. Let me go uh, see Justin's butt. Um, yes, I'm here for it. Oh my god. I don't know how many neighbors they have. I, I neither do I. I if, if all I get to see is his butt. <laughs> Like I'm not convinced that he's not straight. Like no, he, he, I, I think, think he's he, gay. Yeah, I think, and I honestly think he might have slept with the the other handsome man too. Oh, <laughs> they have some chemistry. You can look at it. I don't <coughs> that would be wild. Oh my they God. have a new relationship. Are you kidding me? They probably did the. Re- they got into a relationship just to be on oh that show. Okay, okay. I like this fan fiction of It's a Hotel. Also, if you're not watching It's a Hotel, you need to stop what you're doing right now. Stop this podcast. Go watch It's a Hotel, then come back. Because It's a Hotel is the greatest the, Australian reality show I've ever seen. The two hosts on it are so wonderful. Oh um, Well, Iconic. I miss um, what uh, what's-his-face from season one. I didn't so pretty, watch but... season one yet. I will. But <gasps> Oh my host, god, season one is so good. But the host on season one, I feel like someone needs to create a drag king persona like after him. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right, number two, the California earthquakes. The California earthquakes. Girlfriend, I am so terrified that they are, like, that San Andreas fault is getting ready to rip. Oh, God. Um, I have so many friends that are in LA and I still haven't been to LA and I need to go to Santa Alley. So it needs to just stay glued together enough for me to go visit it once. Yep. Hopefully because of Camp One and Kiki, I'll be able to go to all the hamburger Marys out there and give myself a little bit of like a West Coast two wear. That'd be fun. Yeah. Number three, the US women's soccer team US World Cup. Fuck it up. Yes, I love that uh the main person that um, has been scoring. I forgot her name, but she is like fuck job, fuck job, everything. And the fact that she, the day that she won, got into a huge Twitter battle with President Trump is pretty great Good. and a very big sign of our times. Yeah. Good for her. Four times in a row, equal pay. Pay them what they fucking deserve. Yeah. Number four. Moulin Rouge on Broadway. Moulin Rouge on Broadway. I'm supposed to wait to see it for my old roommate from Denver when he gets here in August, but I honestly might see it as soon as possible. Are you but excited I'm, by the changes? I don't know what changes are happening. I haven't... Oh. I don't think I want to know the changes. I'm not saying anything. I, I hear that... I heard some people saw it in Chicago, wherever it was, and it was... Boston. Boston. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're going to make changes, and... um. Like, like, be more chill. Like, I saw, I saw the Broadway version of Be More Chill, and I thought that it was the only musical that I'd ever seen that jumped a shark. And like, if I was fourteen, I would have loved it. But now I was like, but I'm excited to see Moulin Rouge. And yeah, I'm excited to my see my my thing, and again, not spoiling anything, not telling specifics, but the additional music that oh, was added in there. Additional like, music. How is this song gonna fit? What do we do? What? what? There's oh, a couple songs. I'm like, intrigued. Okay, we'll see how it works. Ooh, okay, I'm going to pop one in for you really quick. How yeah. do you feel about Mulan? <laughs> the trailer was dark. Yes. I mean, obviously the source material is dark. Yes. Um, I'm curious to know if there will be any Disney magic. Like, obviously we didn't see a Mushu. Right. I love Mushu. Of course, I love Mushu too. Give me some Mushu. Right. If we're not going to get that Disney magic, I'm going to go like really authentic to what the story was. I'm worried. I, I'm I'm, I'm excited because I think that this is like Disney obviously is able to make darker movies, especially because they've created Marvel. I think that Mulan is going to go into this idea of like this is what actually happened in that history, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, 
And like, I hope they bring honor to, honor to us all. Yes, and so many times Disney has been like, like Beauty and the Beast Disney remake was like a shot for shot remake for it. Great, whatever, I get it. But I'm excited that they're starting to make different changes yeah. and bring a new story to an old story. I guess yeah. a new look to we'll an see. old story. And finally, number five. Halle Bailey as Ariel in yes. live action Little Mermaid. Here it is. I, I give it to me. Give it to me all. I want it now. I'm so excited about it. Honestly, I think she's going to be great. She has a good voice, and she honestly sounds like Ariel. And I hope that the Disney casting wasn't just because she's black. I hope it's because she had an amazing voice. Yeah, I mean that's what it sounds like from everyone who's spoken out about it. Right. Um, it's just unfortunate that we just live in such a society that iconifies what this character is because of one fucking film. Right. Yeah. And one people's perception but of like, it. But, like, if you go to the TV show Once Upon a Time, they fucked up a lot of things. A lot of show. things. And it was but great. No I cared. loved Once no Upon a Time. Right. Exactly. And Why it does it matter now? Because it's, uh, it's big a screen? Disney, I don't know. big screen. Well, fucking Once Upon a Time was Disney. Right. Oh, so that's true. It why, was. Why, why are we having issues now? That's true. Um... I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I just think people want to be mad at something. So how do we feel about Melissa McCarthy being Ursula? I don't think she's the right choice, personally. Really? Just character-wise. I... Because she's too she's too sweet. I've never seen her do dark. Yes! But I think she's going to slay it. I think she's going to slay the Hustan boots. Did you see the picture of her doing drag as Divine? Yes. Have you seen the picture? Uh-huh. I think she's going to bring a lot of greatness I hope, to it. I hope. I hope. I just... I'm worried knowing her body of work that I'm not going to be able to accept this darker, malicious, jealous character out of her. We'll see. I know. We'll see. I'm excited. I hope. Who do you think is going to play Vanessa? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Well, I mean, are, are there any purple people? Uh, <laughs> I can tell you that I'm a purple people leader. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, again, are they going to cast a white woman to play that role? Because Melissa McCarthy is? We'll or does it not matter? I'm excited again, to see Prince Eric. I mean, like, uh, uh, Aquafina got cast as Scuttle, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Again, like, that is technically on paper in the animated film. That was a male role. Yeah. But no one's complaining about that. No one's complaining about Aquafina playing Scuttle because she's funny. She's got it. Exactly. And so, so I think that them casting Melissa McCarthy as Ursula is a good idea uh, because they obviously know what they're doing. And. It, I guarantee you that just because of what they're doing right now, this is gonna the little movie's gonna break records. I, I hope so. I really hope so. Well, I have one question in the fan corner for you. Okay. Only oh, because we uh, we, we hit the other one. Yeah. Um this question is from Coco Taylor. I love it. What makes the Rocky Mountains high? <laughs> uh, all of the weed and uh oh yeah definitely but that being said i've smoked more weed in new york city than i have when i lived in colorado well sometimes you need it because anxiety in new york sucks uh yes it does but i'm trying to get a job now so i don't smoke weed no no of course not not at all, no, not at all. never ever what's weed <laughs> that would be my oh, big concern like the amount of gummies i've had in the past couple of months i'm like oh shit my drug test will not be good so I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. Yes. Um, and they also like don't know who is coming okay. on, whatever, whatever. Um, this is a question from Skywalker. Oh. Literally the question is, would you fuck me? Yes. There you go. There you go, Sky. Absolutely. I met Sky as a boy first, and I haven't seen Sky as drag yet, so yeah, of course. There you go. Right. Now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question. Um, okay, the first person, when I was listening to this, I was like, what question am I going to ask? Um, would you rather... Poop bubbles 
or pea cheese. Like cheese whiz. Like so, yeah. That's my question. Would you rather poop bubbles or would you pee cheese? I'm and thinking on this right now, and I. Th- uh, that being said, one thing to keep in mind is that it would be completely, totally normalized. It wouldn't be like it would be normalized in whatever culture and whatever Marvel universe. I mean, we live I'm in. I'm not supposed to be answering this question, but I feel like peeing cheese whiz would hurt. That's that's, <laughs> that's <a> thick. <laughs> it's true. I think a lot of people say. I don't know. It'd be interesting. <laughs> I mean, to see what happens. pooping bubbles just seems like it would be. I mean, it would probably smell, but like it would be, it would look prettier. <laughs> it's true, but you would also see its effect on the ozone layer. I don't know. I'm well, excited for know. whoever gets to yeah. answer this one. <laughs> well, we are at the end of the episode. If you've gotten this far in the episode, use hashtag Vivica on Camp Wanakiki. Yes. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on social media on. Um, Instagram, you could find me at Vivica Galactica. On uh, Facebook, you could find me at Vivica Galactica. It is V I V I C A G A L A C T I C A. If you want to tip me, <laughs> you can find me on Venmo at Space Bitch. That's one word. And keep an eye out on Instagram for an app called Go Go Galactica. All right. There you go. All right, it's happening. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks once again to Vivica for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. (laughs) 